my website is finally up and running. I'm super excited for everyone to see it. So head over to nhbusinessshow.com and check it out. And I want to thank you so much, Rob at Zim Ventures, for making it happen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we are here with Christine DeAngelis of Epiphany Consulting Group. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. That's going to be good. So let's get a little history on you and the business and kind of where it all began and all that. Sure. It's a good story. Yeah. Um, So I have two accounting degrees. That's really my background. I got my bachelor's from UNH and my master's from Southern New Hampshire, and I've had my CPA license in New Hampshire since 2010. So I did the public accounting thing for a while, and then I went to work for a couple different privately held companies in more of like a financial controller capacity. Um, But how I became self-employed was that I just really was never happy in any of my jobs. And I sort of joke now that I was chronically unemployable. Um, I just, you know, it just wasn't fulfilling for me working for other people. Um, I had this moment when I was working at my last corporate job. My daughter was not quite two years old, and it was a Saturday morning. I was already up on my laptop answering emails, and she was sitting on the bed with her little chocolate milk, and she patted the bed and she said mama come watch cartoons with me and it was like an actual moment of my whole life flashing before my eyes and me thinking to myself I'm missing all of this I'm missing all of this with my kid and it's for a job that I'm not happy at so I started to kind of get the wheels turning of can I really you know work for myself can I make this happen and I started epiphany um the name comes from that story and that moment where I actually had a, an epiphany and just said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to work for other people. I want to be able to design my life around what I want, and that's to have the flexibility to be home with her, but also to earn a living. So I started my practice at uh, the beginning of 2016. So it's actually our second anniversary this week. Awesome. Yeah. And um, sort of the rest is history. Like, it was working at the kitchen table for the first few months, and <laughs> we just moved into our second office in downtown Dover. So that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's hey. been great. Congratulations on the new office. Thank it's you. always a, a fun moment. It is. It'll be more fun when all the boxes are unpacked. Yeah. Then you realize how much stuff you've accumulated. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So that's really cool because uh, we kind of mentioned a little beforehand. Like, there's a lot of different types of consulting and some people like myself particularly when I go into a business to kind of like consult you know it's more I work with the owner on owner issues like how they're feeling and stuff like that I don't handle business stuff so it's really cool to see that yeah that's I mean that's really the key to people being successful and um, the business owners there's a lot of work to be done there a lot of the time. And I say that like from my own perspective, yeah. too, just because I know how much personal development I've had to go through to continue to get where I'm at. It's a full-time job almost to continue working on yourself, your management style, your goals, your vision, how you're interacting with people, how you see your business. And we all see our business differently than the outside perspective sees our business because it's our baby. Yeah. You know, you need that outside perspective from somebody. Uh, but what I did with Epiphany was I noticed, you know, the difference between working in public accounting and then 
privately, like within an organization, there's this sort of gap with small businesses where, you know, everybody has somebody that does their taxes for them or they might have a bookkeeper, but they're only really talking to these people a couple times a year, like especially their tax person. I hear this all the time. I have somebody that does my taxes, but I only talk to them once or twice a year. So you don't have somebody that's actively trying to help you grow your business. Yeah. And the other thing that I noticed is that CPA firms traditionally have this historical perspective. They're always looking at your business from the point of view of what happened last year. So what's already happened and not from the perspective of where are you trying to go next year, that prospective point of view. And as an entrepreneur, you have to be on top of the prospective point of view all the time. It always has to be what's next, where's the revenue coming from next month, next year, how are we growing? So I sort of formed Epiphany to focus more on that and more what I call CFO level services. So taking like that financial executive point of view that's supposed to be doing your budgeting, your forecasting, your revenue growth strategy, all of those things for you, but making it available to a small business owner on a not full-time basis so that they can afford to have that in their business. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, I say that because accounting is not super cool. It's not. It's so not. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember, like, the one accounting class I took in college, I was like, this is... This is awful. Miserable. Yeah. (laughs) I was the one person that loved it, so that's great for me. But, yeah, it's not... You know, even I tell people, I'm like, listen, full disclosure, I don't like to do my own bookkeeping, too. I'm always a couple of months behind, too, because it's not fun, and it's not revenue-producing for you. And that's where I think a lot of business owners get stuck with those administrative responsibilities is because these aren't revenue-producing things, so they're not fun to do. However, they're the foundation foundation of your business. Yeah. If you don't know where the money is coming and going from, you aren't able to even decide, you know, where do I go next? How yeah. do I grow in the future? Uh, that's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, let's see here. So, hmm. so why consulting? Cause you know, yeah. you would kind of said, you, um, you work traditional accounting type things. Yep. What was the drive? With the exception of the like epiphany moment with your daughter, where you're like, let's help businesses. Let's yep. take on that role. Yeah. Like, where did that drive come yeah. from? Um, you know, through the years, I've just seen so many different types of businesses and different types of industries. Uh, working for different CPA firms, I was exposed to a lot. I grew up in New Hampshire, which is been probably like the epicenter of small business in this country like we have a very high ratio of small businesses locally owned um, self-employed entrepreneurs compared to other states so I knew there was a big market there of people that owned these types of businesses and I really just wanted to see them succeed and have the opportunities the same way that I wanted to have them. Um, I wanted to be able to make my own schedule and not miss things with my kid, you know, not miss the dance recital or not be able to, you know, not have to worry if I had to go home sick with her in the afternoon. And there's tons of these small business owners out there that are doing this for whatever reason. You know, it might be family, it might be something else, it might be that this business has been passed down for generations. And I just want to see them have whatever opportunities they 
want or need for their own lives. So was really just driven to help them see growth and succeed because I, I was, and I loved it and I didn't want, I didn't want to see somebody else fail if it was something that I could have helped them with. But a lot of times people kind of look at this type of consulting, they look at CPAs and tax planning and, you know, they do the same thing with lawyers. They look at it and they automatically think that there's this giant price tag attached to it and they don't ask for help because they don't think that they can afford to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually the crux of it too. Like, well, they don't think they can afford it when in reality it's kind of one of those things you probably should be affording. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I've talked about this a lot. You know, the same thing with attorneys is that there's, there's just certain things that ultimately, if you really want this to be a long-term successful thing, you've got to sort of put your money where your mouth is a little bit. And there's certain things that you can't cut corners on. And this is unfortunately, even though it's not fun, this is one of them because you just don't have good financial data to make future decisions if you don't have somebody helping you professionally to do it. Um, and I say that like, I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I like, I can't, I'm not good at doing my own marketing. I don't have time to be sitting there writing my marketing campaigns. (laughs) Like I'm not a lawyer, so I know what I'm good at and I'm willing to pay people to do the things that I'm not good at because I do want my business to be successful long term. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Cause is it marketing and sales? And then it's like, I would say accounting and then like yeah. law is kind of those areas where yeah. you really don't want to mess them up and you no. kind of <laughs> need to be driving money into them to yeah. push the business. And yeah, those are all areas <laughs> where it costs a lot of money to fix something and a lot less money to do it right the first time. Yeah. yeah. I've seen some situations <laughs> where I'm like, Oh, you should have called six months ago. This would have cost you less money to fix. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want I want people to feel like they have that available to them yeah. and that it's not going to like sink them cost wise. Yeah, that's a really good approach. I like that, and yeah. I see a lot of that in entrepreneurs, especially the ones I talked to on the show, where a lot of what they created was almost like a necessity for the business, but they want to do it in a way that is affordable for small businesses because big businesses yeah they can throw money at you know a whatever CFO problem or, they have yep. yeah but i say it all the time small businesses they don't have the marketing budget of coke so i started a show like this where i don't charge people to come on and tell their stories and all that stuff so they can get out yeah. there like there are those services that a lot of times they can't afford otherwise yep. and i think that's awesome <laughs> yeah thank you and one of the things that i did to make it non-traditional is Um, Because I found my clients were doing this a lot, like when I recommend you need to get a lawyer involved with this, or I work with a lot of startups, and that's one of the biggest things I get pushback on is when I get to the point where I'm like, okay, now you need to get a lawyer involved. Um, They shy away from the price tag because the traditional model of us billing was always like a retainer and then hourly, and that scares people. You feel like you're writing a blank check and you don't know what you're getting. Um, you're definitely not getting anything fun when I'm like, okay, here's a bill. I reconciled your bank accounts. You're like, great. Like, what did that do for me? (laughs) I can't wait to pay this bill. Um, so what I did with my business is I started sort of basically like chunking things down into like actual budgetable packages for people Mm -hmm. so that I'm trying to stay away from doing, I still do a lot of hourly work, but I started to 
shy away from that and give people more of the, if this is what you need or this is where you can start and this is what fits into your budget, start here. And you know exactly what you're getting every single month and you know exactly what the price is going to be. So there's never this big question of, you know, how many hours did she spend on this this month? Because yeah. that's what people freak out about and I don't blame them. As a small business owner myself, um, it's a tight budget a lot of the time. So Yeah. Totally agree. <laughs> so we can take a quick break for the sponsors. Uh, sure. Everyone hold right on. If you would like to join the New Hampshire Business Show Card Club, which is way cooler than it sounds, you get your name up on the board over there behind us, and uh, every episode your uh, your cards are there for everyone to see. And it's a huge thank you to me and to the community. So if you would like to, reach out at nhbusinessshow at gmail.com, and we will set it up. Every week, the wait just keeps going and going and going. I'm having a great time, and I couldn't be happier for all the help Stephanie and Ideal Health has been giving me. So if you are interested, hit in the comment section, the comment section into the sponsor section below. See what that program can do for you and all the benefits it has to your health. Reach out, let Stephanie know you want in, and uh, change your life around today. <clears throat> so, I, I've said this a bunch of times. I really like what you do. That's pretty cool. So, the second half of the show, I typically get into, uh, i say, advice for small businesses and okay. other people like that. And <clears throat> so, I've been writing down questions as we go here. And <laughs> what do you, what do you typically see see people doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lengthy one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We have time. <laughs> uh, yeah. The top ones that I see people doing wrong, um, nobody ever reconciles their bank or their credit card statements, which is a huge no-no because there's no other way for you to tell whether or not your accounting is accurate. Nobody ever has a budget. Yeah. Or a business plan. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of like my top three when I start working with somebody is I will ask, like, when was the last time you reconciled your bank and credit card statements? What's your budget? And what's your business plan yeah. look like? Um, and most of the time the answer is I don't have any of those things or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of the foundational piece. And then the rest of it is just really not understanding accounting, which is fine because you don't have an accounting degree. But um, it, people go an entire year making assumptions especially like for their taxes based off of numbers that are totally inaccurate purely because they don't understand accounting and yeah. so things are just being recorded inaccurately and they don't understand the tax law either which is also fine because you don't have a tax deg degree but you have to be willing to pay somebody that does yeah oh taxes i know oh, that's i know that's the worst i know <laughs> i don't like them either yeah <laughs> Oh, it's miserable. <laughs> I've been paying it a lot since I've been self-employed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the worst, too. Like, you take on so much risk to, like, start a business and do all this stuff, and then they're like... And then you get hammered. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because they're like, oh, you have all of this extra income. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm running a business. And right. But you, oh, yeah. You oh, have miserable. all this extra cash flow, too. Yeah. One of the things that I find people digging themselves into holes on is just not knowing what they should and shouldn't be keeping track of and what they should and shouldn't be doing when they start a business. Yeah. 
Um, you know, like most people will go the whole year and not realize like they could have been tracking their mileage or they could have been, you know, taking their cell phone or they have an opportunity to have a business use of office deduction and they just don't know or they don't know how to keep track of it. And then it's a gigantic pain in the ass when it comes to filing taxes. As you keep talking, I'm like, oh man, I'm not even going to get started on it. <laughs> How I've done, like, all of these things. It's so painful. It's so painful. And you didn't, like, I tell people this all of the time, too. Like, listen, once the clock hits midnight on December 31st, I there's very little I can do to help you. Like, yeah. you have to be talking to me during the year if you want me to help you minimize your tax liability. Yeah. This cannot be, like, hey, it's January 2nd. Let's start talking about me filing your tax return. Everything's said and done, and I can't, I can't do anything about it at that point. Yeah. Okay, cool. So on the flip side, what do you typically see people do right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what do I see people do right? Um, yeah. I mean, every entrepreneur is good at making money how they know how to do it. Yeah. You know, like every, I think one of the things that I love working with small business owners, like because of, is because you're passionate mm -hmm. about doing what you do. Like, you wouldn't do it because it's hard and you're actually not as rich as people think that you are. Yeah. Um, you know, none of us are sitting here, like, becoming millionaires overnight doing this, but you're so, so passionate about it. And that passion is so important because that's what's really going to drive you when things are hard. I haven't had anybody, like, full-on quit and fold on me Yeah. yet, so. Yeah. I've only seen it a couple of times since I started. Yeah. Because I think we're at about 135 episodes now. And awesome. I've seen, I think, two businesses that I've done dealt with in the past don't Just exist. Just call it quits. Which is pretty good, you know. Yeah, that's a good record. ratio. <laughs> it's a great ratio. Yeah. Um, what else do I see people doing right? They definitely know that their cash flow is supposed to be positive. <laughs> well, I would hope, oh my God, I hope they understand that portion of it, you know. <laughs> Some people don't. Yeah. Some people don't, so... True. I, I will give you that. I've seen one who d did not grasp that. <laughs> yeah. It's just like if the going back to what people do wrong, um, the old like if the checking account is positive, everything is fine. Like mm -hmm. not the case. Yeah. Not the case. That's a misconception. You could still be spending more money every month than what you're actually taking in. It just depends on the timing of when things are coming and going. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a, almost like a false comfort where you're like, oh, no, 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 we're good. Every business owner does that. That's yeah. exactly it. Like, you know, what's, how's your cash flow situation? They're like, well, the bank's positive. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, unless you, I, I could see if you, if you know your expenses are like, say a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm bringing in like 50 grand. It's like, uh, maybe don't we're worry about the okay. April thing. Yeah. But I mean, you still probably know. <laughs> yes. Yes. More stuff that I see people doing right. Um, I know, I'm like so trained to focus on what people are doing wrong. <laughs> It'll, it's the part that comes up a lot, especially in finances, that it's because it's so confusing and crazy and, you know, it's so easy to mess it up. Yeah. That, you know, just I mean, a couple numbers wrong here and there and... Hiring me is always something that I consider doing something right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I had something I was going to ask. At what point, say things are 
kind of starting to spiral out of control. Like, kind of, at what point should they be stopping and be like, okay, I need to get help? That, that exact <laughs> moment when you're like, okay, maybe I need to get help. Um, if you literally are not keeping up with doing your bank reconciliations every single month and you don't understand um, what your potential tax liability is, that's already the point where you need to start talking to somebody. Doesn't necessarily mean that you need an in, like that you need to hire me to do your books or that you need to talk to me on a weekly or monthly basis, but you're probably at the point where you need a little bit of oversight. So like even once a quarter to make sure that things are going. Cause like I said, I can't fix anything after the fact. I can only fix it pre <laughs> yeah. pre deadline. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah we're gonna have to talk ah so. <laughs> uh, perfect yeah that's funny but uh <laughs> so people that want to reach out to you learn more get your help how do they do it yeah so facebook is always <laughs> a great way to reach out to me my my facebook profile is public um my email address and you can always call good old-fashioned phone call yeah i return all my voicemails within 24 hours awesome cool so, thank you guys so much for watching. This has been a lot of fun, and as fun as accounting can be, I guess. <laughs> right? So, uh, for anyone that needs help, reach out. It's always a good thing to, again, get right. So. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's much easier to do it right the first time than it is to try and go back and fix it. Yeah. Awesome. So, we're going to roll out the last word from our sponsors. Everyone have a great day. I had a friend reach out today and asked me for my recommendations on what he should be doing to prepare himself to become an entrepreneur. So I told him the same thing I tell all of you, sales, sales training, sales training, sales training. And because you're a part of the New Hampshire Business Show community, you get 25% off the Lamore training system, which is what I'd recommend it to my friend earlier. And that's NHBS25. And the link over to the program is in the description below.